1: it's a challenge you know it's not insurmountable there's, there's other clubs that do it really successfully and we do believe that we have the, both the you know durability and the quality of arms uh in our bullpen to, to make it happen but obviously you know it, it hasn't the ball hasn't bounced our way and we haven't gotten as many wins as we'd like in that in that fifth spot so yeah we have um we have guys that are resilient we have guys that give us length whether it's strong covey Hoffman Vasquez you know we feel good about all of our pen I mean, we had to make a really difficult decision today in sending out Junior Marte who he has been throwing the ball really well for us so those are good problems to have we have guys down in AAA like Lottie Brogdon um really good arms major league arms and um that's where you want to be organizationally and those the, that kind of quality in the in the bullpen will help you get through uh these these bullpen days that can be taxing
2: I'm out. My goodness! What what did I just hear? Welcome back, midday show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio, the voice there of Sam Full, Phillies GM. So l- let me just say, Hugh, that last night was a good night for the Phillies. Really good night. Offense exploded. The offense has been, really been on a, a good run here. And A nice win. Wheeler pitched well again. But that, I guess, was put before the game. Sam Fold on with the pregame show, and he's talking about why like they're okay with the bullpen arms and their their bullpen games. And you hear him say the quality of arms. And he talked about a good problem to have. And he mentioned Dylan Covey. I mean, Sam. Yeah,
3: you, you, we we know how you feel
2: about it. Sam, that. don't lie. I mean, we, we I, I know he's trying to be diplomatic and he, he's talking about their depth and all that. But geez, Louise, I mean, <laughs> come on! Don't let's not pretend they're two and ten in these games between Falter and the bullpen. So Sam fold last night, and Hugh, the trade deadline's coming up. I say about six, seven weeks away from the MLB trade deadline, and I think the assumption is, and it's probably a really good assumption, they're going to trade for a starting pitcher. That's yeah, what they. That, need. I mean, that's what probably you need to do. Yes. Yet. That being said, Hugh, I was, I was on MLB.com and there was a story about the reigning NL MVP, Paul Goldschmidt, first baseman for the St. Louis Cardinals, won the NL MVP last year. I mean, the guy's probably a future Hall of Famer. He's been an incredible player and he still is really good. Maybe not MVP level this year, but still having a really good season. And the story was basically like, the Cardinals stink. They have no young pitching. They should trade him this summer. And then I was scrolling through and they're like, well, who would trade for him? And they had a list of about five teams and... Hugh, one of those teams were the Phillies. That's pretty
3: interesting. I mean, you know, he's hitting two ninety right now, first baseman. Uh we need pitching though. I know. <laughs> like, I know. Like,
2: and, and where would you have him hit in the lineup? Well, it, it, I mean, the lineup with him, it, like however you did it would be ridiculous. Yeah. You know? We're so glad I mean, you asked you. Well, <laughs> uh, I, I do no, have a lineup here. I mean,
3: because, you know, it's funny because, you know,
2: you guys are big into lineups. So I'm like, where would you hit him?
3: So, little, and then where are you going to put Bryce? You've
2: got to leave Bryce at DH, yeah, I guess, at that point. Right, because he can't throw from the outfield this yeah. year. So l- let's just for, let's just kind of entertain this, this wild idea, which I think is unlikely, but not, it's not ridiculous. I mean, if the Phillies can't find a starting pitcher they love, it may be worth more just increasing the offense, like go all in on offense. So um, Goldschmidt could be available this this summer. And, look, guys, it would probably take Andrew Painter. It would probably take you know, their top pitching prospect to get him. He's that good. He was the MVP last year, and he still has a year left on his contract after this year. So, all right, so here's what I think it could look like. If the Phillies did this, and Hugh, you're right, it, Bryce would have to stay at DH – and that means they'd have to keep Schwarber and Castianos in the outfield all year, and then you'd have Goldschmidt at first.
3: Yeah, and and then aren't we trying to keep? Aren't we trying to get some some rest for
2: Schwarber? Because like I know he,
3: you know what I'm saying. We got to get yep. somebody that's going play in outfield. Creaky knees.
2: I <laughs> like this is you know this is like square pegs round holes, but this square peg is so good. No, you got excited when you heard like I can tell he won you the get... MVP last year. Yeah. So here's what I jotted down, and I mean, look, you could rearrange this any way you want. It'd, it'd be amazing, Schwarber. Goldschmidt, Harper, Castellanos, Turner, Real Muto, Stott, Bohm, Marsh. I mean, whatever you want to do, the top five, Schwarber, Goldschmidt, Harper, Castellanos, Turner. It's the best top five in baseball. It, it would be the best lineup in all of baseball. Like they, they, they could score six runs a game with this team. And, and then
3: how would we feel if we had one of the nights like we had the first night we I, know, I know. You know what I mean? With that lineup, because it looked it looked great. And I and I can guarantee you last night. That we went up five zip. That everybody kind of collectively hold their, yeah. held their breath.
2: If it wasn't if it wasn't Wheeler <laughs> pitcher I would. Um, yeah. So I'm telling so you. So it sounds like, and and again, this is just kind of a little conjecture out there. It's not like a, a thing that's going to happen imminently. It sounds like Hugh, you, you you're more of this of the mind. Like yeah, but they got to get pitching. You know what's funny? That Goldschmidt's a great player,
3: and, and everything you said is true. But when we were going into this season, the one thing that we said was the lineup was already formidable enough. We said that. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, you know, we had some injuries, and we got out to a slow start. Looks like they're starting to come around now. Yeah, they're hitting really well right yeah, now. Yeah, we, we need that other arm, man. We need that arm.
2: So, I agree with you, but it would be, if the phone rings, and it's the Cardinals, and they say, hey. You gotta, you gotta listen. We got Goldie over here. Kyle, when you heard that this morning, what did you feel?
0: Well, I mean, of course I lit up. He was the NL MVP last year. The dude can just. Flat out freaking hit. And he's I, a
2: great I, defensive player, which they don't have many. Yeah, yet.
0: right. And I mean, considering what the guy that he would be replacing technically, Reese Hoskins at first base, I mean, it's just upgrade over upgrade over upgrade. But I, I really, what stood out to me about when, so we talked about doing this exercise, we throw him into the, our ideal Phillies lineup with Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, man, the Reese thing is killer. Like, if, if I, granted, Reese is not Paul Goldschmidt, he's not an L- MVP. But the type of bat that you might be able to add into the lineup when Reese is hot, I mean, it makes this lineup, really, it, I think it's the best in baseball, even if it's Reese Hoskins and not Paul Goldschmidt. I yeah. mean, that's a tough hole.
2: So, I mean, it basically would be like cre- recreating Reese, but a little bit better. Right. And way better on defense.
0: Right. So, I mean, considering that, you know, like if you were just a, a non-ACL tear away, from pretty much having this lineup, yeah. I mean— Man.
2: So the other thing is he has an extra year in his contract. Now, he's older. He's 36, 35, but he, he would be Reese's replacement extra. So just keep an eye on this one over the course of summer. If anything, you know, if we hear anything real on this, uh, we'll certainly bring it up but more and talk about
0: it. Hugh is right, though, that it's not like if you're looking at what this team needs. Like, the offense is coming alive now. If you're looking at issues for why this team is, you know, still below five hundred, it's no longer the offense is really a reason you're going to point to. Now, granted, you add Paul Goldschmidt might be able to carry you through one of those fifth starter games that they've been struggling with, but like, really, I think you could just more easily solve that fifth starter problem by getting a fifth starter.
2: So I I agree with you two one five five nine two nine four nine. We'll get back all the phone lines on all the unbeat stuff in a minute, but well, we can all take your calls on this. I do wonder if there is a zig while everyone else zags thing. If there are twenty contenders in baseball all looking for pitching, and the Phillies said, yeah, hey, right, yeah, you you guys trade for this this guy, this fourth starter fourth, fifth starter, we're going to trade for an MVP level yeah. first baseman. I mean, what makes your team better? I, I I understand they keep losing these these fifth starter games, but... You're it, talking about out, just outscoring everybody. Yeah, just... Just, just
3: ma- going out there and just hitting bombs like, like all day.
2: Right, like what makes your team better? Adding like a Drew Smiley fifth starter right.
0: or Paul Goldschmidt. You're right, and it is the zig when other side because everyone's Kind of in for the, pitching. Yeah, everyone's in the same predicament. It's a seller's market for pitching. So if you're going to be the team that's, you know, everyone else is going to do the the smart and and easy thing to do and just settle for, like you said, a Drew Smile is your fifth option, we might, you know, it might be a good idea to pull the wool over everyone else's eyes and just be like, you know what? Yeah, but How about I, we're going to hit our way out of it. I this?
3: see y'all forgetting one important thing, though. Who you giving up? What are you giving up? You well, giving up something?
2: Well, the here's so I. I, I know a guy. Yeah, listen, you
3: talking about Andrew? Yeah.
2: Andrew. If I'm the Cardinals, right, and the and they're on the phone with the Phillies, I say, hey, Dave Dombrowski, you give us Andrew Painter. Andy, and you've got yourself Paul Goldschmidt. You know why I don't think that's going to happen? I don't. I, I mean, it sounds great,
3: but the reason why I don't think it's going to happen because we put so much faith in him to be that fifth starter this year, and to actually give him up, and we don't. And plus, we don't even know what's wrong with him. I mean, yeah. let's be— Well, I don't know Because right, it's not like
2: they did surgery. It's, <laughs> it's nah, slow heel. We,
3: yeah, but we don't know because the timeline— They went over the timeline. Way over. For him to be available.
2: I heard—I read yesterday he was throwing from 20 feet, which is just basically catch. Like, mm-hmm. he's just still playing catch. It's it's
0: June. We're going to end up—we're going to be hearing about maybe he'll be back in September, you know, or maybe just shut him down I for know, the season. That, like, you know— I do want to really win the World Series this year.
2: Well that, that <laughs> there you go. So if that's the objective, I, I think this Goldsmith thing is interesting. Two one five, five ninety two, ninety-four ninety four. It's certainly one as we get closer to the trade deadline, about six weeks, that's gonna be a topic, whether here or anywhere else, and, and what the Phillies end up doing. They have uh Ranger on the Mound tonight in Arizona, nine forty First pitch. Well, let's get back to the phone lines here. All the Embiid stuff. If you want to chime in on the Goldschmidt idea of the Phillies, that is open as well. 215-592-9494. All right, if you missed it earlier, I know a lot of people are on hold. Let's get back to the conversation. We're just hopping in the car now. Like, really, who's failed who more? Like, what's the biggest reason the Sixers are here? Did Embiid fail them over the years, or have they failed him? And my argument is Embiid has failed the Sixers more because he's not played as well in the postseason. His best or close to his best, and if he had, they'd be moving on and I also think teams take their cue from their leaders. He hasn't been a good enough one. But I know, Hugh, you, you think that they've, in effect, failed him too.
3: Yeah, it, it, starts, with the, it, it starts at the top. And, and you have to have a, a sound organization from top to bottom that is in lockstep with what you're trying to accomplish. And I don't feel like the Sixers are that.
2: Well, they haven't been that enough. Let's go to the phone lines here. Rob, is in Delco and it's Rob's birthday. Happy birthday, Rob. Happy birthday, man. Thank you,
4: guys. You had a big 5 0 today. You had a big uh, 5-0. It's a big
2: day. Happy Welcome birthday. Welcome to
3: the
4: club. Welcome to the- You got any advice from you when I turn 50 or
3: what? Hey, man. <laughs> as long as everything works, just stay the course. As <laughs> long as you ain't got to take no pills or nothing like that to make everything work or wear a diaper, you're good to go. <laughs>
4: Nah, no, 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 male, no male undergarment. All.
3: They
2: do yeah, yeah, yeah. and I don't need
3: to Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you in a good that. spot. You in a good spot. You in a good spot. I got, got all my hair. I'm good to go. You know.
2: You what see, mean? I ain't, I ain't yeah. got all my hair. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm in my thirties. I don't have my hair, up. So you're you're doing better than me.
4: <laughs> nah, listen, I'm doing good. Thanks, guys. I appreciate the wishes. Joe, you are about to ruin my birthday with that first little bit you played as Sam Fold with with the, with the arms and the and the, the mind. What the hell? Is he good called?
2: problem to have, says Sam Fold. Dylan Covey.
4: Yeah, and then that's why right away my first instinct you said this goldsmith thing after that comment by that whatever he is the assistant GM or whatever mm-hmm. he's called I'm no way no way my first instinct was no way we had this guy for a year year and a half and we're trading away a possible 19 20 year old guy when you had made you how many times have you made the comment you, we gotta we gotta develop these guys right here yeah you gotta Go develop
3: away. the farm system gotta keep and these young guys
4: if we, there's a way to get around it Joe. I would do it, but I wouldn't give up pain him for him. So
2: yeah, I, well, I, it's I would, it's a big I price, wouldn't. but again, we're talking about an MVP level player, so the price is we know it's going to be big here. My, my guess, I, Rob, is it doesn't happen, but I, it, it's I, just I, when I saw the Phillies' name connected, I was like, oh wow.
4: Joe, everybody in baseball kind of needs a fistorer. Pitching is such a premium mm-hmm. It's like in fantasy baseball, do not trade your top pitchers. Everybody looking for pitching, you know, how your league's going, but don't trade
2: pitching. If Speaking you of that, Kyle, how, how is our league? Yeah, we got to check him then. Well, Rob. And, Rob, happy birthday, buddy. We appreciate it. A little, little slump for uh, what's the team? Well,
0: yeah, Team Hugh and KQ. We're yeah, we uh, We're dealing with a lot of injuries right now. Okay. So it started with Jazz Chisholm, who was one of our top picks. Mm-hmm. He's been dealing with a toe injury. looks like he's actually going to have to get uh, that fixed in the offseason. So who Ooh, knows how surgery. much Ooh. that's going to affect him the rest of the way. Our number one pick, our first pick, Jordan Alvarez, is dealing with an oblique issue, which is never good. Yeah, Um, you know. So, and we had a few pitching injuries. Justin Steele, uh, we had a little snafu there. So, we're working through some things. It's what we call a blip on the radar. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Hugh, we're currently facing. The program director, Rod Lakin, who I believe is currently number one in the yeah. standings, who
2: I beat last week. By wow! Right. Okay. Yeah, he hasn't brought it up since. I, no, it he, is, he, it he is curious that, that we haven't he,
0: really heard much about the league from Rod. He's been in the yeah. zone. He's yeah. been in
2: the zone about baseball. I do expect
0: that if he handles us this week, we will be hearing a little bit about it. Um, yeah. But. So
2: James Seltzer and uh, and Rod Lakin are pro- they're They're the first place teams right now. I'm I'm am th- I'm number three in the league right um, now.
0: Um, the cameras. Um, assuming how's no, this team been. doing? The camera. Uh, he, yeah, I mean, we got to start moving towards actually docking these these trap Yeah, I mean, like we can't be not serious about
2: this. Yeah. Well, Rod I mean, was serious about it. Yeah, he's at a two ninety five winning percentage right now. It, it is a joke. That's it, a disgrace. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it really is unacceptable. All right, let's go back to the phone lines here. Self in North Philly is up, talking and being the Sixers. Hey, self.
5: Yo, what's going on, doing our key. What's, what's going down, on? Man? Hey, self. Hey man, first off I wanna say happy heavenly born day to my mom, man. it's been a year and a half since she passed. I mean, so Well, you know what, I'm glad there.
2: you could bring it up and 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 share it with us and, and uh and wish that to her herself. Yeah, no
5: doubt, man, no doubt. Um, first of all, I'm I'm gonna actually come to and bomb defeat uh defense for once. Um, I think it's both. That the, the Sixers failed him because like that caller said, it was no dog. To teach the pup how to become a dog. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, he's been here eight or nine years. At some point, you got to grow up and learn how to be a man yourself or learn how to be that dog yourself. You know what I'm saying? Um, so adversity going to do one of two things. It's going to make you fold or it's going to it's gonna make you and shape you and mold you or it's going to make you fold. You know what I mean? And right now, he's been folding. So for eight or nine years, they done put pieces around him. They done tried to bring parts and that surrounding him that let him to help him, and he's still failing. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, they failed each other, but he's failing the most because he hasn't stepped up to the plate, even though they done changed these pieces around. Well,
2: that's the thing that gets him. me, Self. They have changed it, right? It's not like they've had the same team for six or seven or eight years. That They've tried to put other people around him, and none of this stuff works.
5: Exactly, and 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 the reason why, again, I say that people think he's the best player in the league. Let's get something straight, man. Being an MVP doesn't make you the best player in the league. It makes you the best individual player of the league. Yeah, you know I mean, which means that doesn't make you a best player. Best player is the best individual as well as a best uh, teammate or team player. And he lacks the team player part. He's a selfish individual player. Yes, he can score, but that's the only thing people can tell you is he can score. His defense is subpar. He's not the greatest defender in the league. You know what I mean? He's subpar with that. So I'm tired of hearing people say how great of a defender he is when he's really not. He's, he's mediocre and average. However, he can score. That's all he can do. And that's what, that's the difference between a person who played the sport and a person who's just a fan of a sport. A fan just wants to see scoring. They don't know anything about the game. And that includes Elliot's short part. I knew it was you know coming. Understand?
2: There it was. Pew, there it was. But up, I, I I, the point on the MVP stuff, self, the we, show, we appreciate show, your phone show, call. Show, right. show, the right. point on MVP, it's like when Elliot brought up that the, the voters said MVP was, was Joel, like, I, I don't care. I mean, guys, here are some lists of MVPs over the years. Joel Embiid this year. Is he really the best player in the league? No, he had a great regular season. James Harden in 2018. I mean, let's be real. Is James Hard- was James Harden ever in anyone's mind actually a better player than Steph Curry or LeBron James or Kevin Durant? No. Had a, had nice he Had a nice run. Had a nice run. Had good stats a couple for a couple years. Russell Westbrook won in 2017. In no world was he anyone ever really think he was better than Durant or LeBron or Curry. You know, Derrick Rose over LeBron in 11. Guys, Steve Nash won in back-to-back years over Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal and LeBron James. This MVP stuff. Sometimes you, I think we get like Hugh. I'll bring up the Eagles. If Jalen Hurts won the MVP last year, does that mean he's a better player than Patrick Mahomes if he got the award? No, no. This happens. But but but
3: people view. I'm I'm convinced. Just listening to people talk and defend Jordan B. People view football differently than they view basketball. Yeah, you've been on that a lot the last couple months. And I I just find it fascinating. I I just find how there are more excuses made for for basketball players than there are football players. And they're they're both professional sports. And they make more money. They make way more money. But, I I, I mean, I get it. People like what they like. But when you turtle up in one of the biggest moments or two of the biggest moments in your career, that's all that I'm I'm talking about. I'm not focused on – I can't argue the fact that he's a good regular season player. But when it matters, he came up short. Came up super short.
2: Yeah, and, and, and short in, in a big way, in a big moment. 215 Let's grab Chris, King of Prussia, and then we'll have the um, midday, midweek, mid show take from me on a non sports subject here. Chris, what's up, buddy? Chris, King of Prussia. Uh oh. Going once, twice. Chris goes back on hold. Oh, yeah. He must have fell asleep. Yeah, it's all right. Let's go to Jeff at Palm Springs. What's up, Jeff? Hey, how are you? Hey, Jeff. What's going on, man?
6: Before I get to my point, I'd just like to say I really love the show. It's it's just great. You guys are doing a
2: great job. Well, thank you. We thank really you. appreciate you listening, Jeff. Tell our bosses now,
6: that. <laughs> now I want to tell you why you're wrong. Oh, but, I love it. Okay, go ahead. Embiid <laughs> is not perfect. We all know that. He's, he's,
0: he's never really
6: developed in, into what he could be. But this team has let him down tremendously. The best teams don't change GMs every couple of years. They don't change coaches every couple of years. They don't bring in three new players every year. They have a solid team. They let them play together. They draft one player. They ease them in. Look at the Nuggets. They've been playing together for four or five
2: years now. You're right. And the, before that, it was the Warriors, right? They drafted and, Draymond. Right. They drafted Curry. They drafted Thompson. You're right. Exactly.
6: And they have, they have consistency throughout the organization. The Sixers have none of that. And then in, in football, you, when a team drafts a, a rookie quarterback, if they don't have a, an old Wiley veteran, they bring one in. That's the first thing they do. To mentor the kid,
2: like Doug. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Doug, who, Donovan. Who
6: meant Who mentored? Who mentored? Embiid.
2: Nobody. He Nobody. sat. He sat there and watched for two years while they lost games.
6: Yep. Right. Right. And the culture he was brought in was let's lose. It
2: let's was lose as
6: many games as we can. That's the culture. Yeah,
2: Jeff, you were right. I mean, I, 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 I this is the this of all of the arguments. There, I, Jeff, we appreciate and appreciate the kind words. Hugh, I can't argue with that. You brought it up earlier. The culture's bad here. Doc brought it up yesterday. That's the, the, the Sixers might be responsible for creating who Joel Embiid is, and then he's this now. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's it's what they've
3: done. Yeah, this team has failed him. This organization has failed him, and, and that's the way that I look at it. You cannot point to, to any individual that, since he's been here, that you can say that you've groomed and cultivated. It's like a shame,
2: it, and it's a shame. There's none. I mean, the closest thing is Maxi, and this, and he came more towards when they and, were good. And anyway, there's
3: some speculation of whether or not he's going to be here. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean. He might be a trade piece.
2: Yeah, it, it's a shame how the whole thing has gone. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Who failed? Who more? The Sixers failed on beat, and Beats failed the Sixers. Right, before we go any further here, and we have the Harden wheel coming up. We got all this Goldschmidt, the rumors, stuff to the Phillies, which has got me all excited here. First, you know what it is? It's a Wednesday, which means it's time for midday, midweek, midshow check-in. All right, I've got a a thought on this. And so I I was thinking about today. So I think for the most part, I know in Pennsylvania, I'm not sure about South Jersey and and just Jersey. Kids are out of school, right? It's summertime. We're close. Okay. But it's not really summertime yet. It's like, tactically, it's still spring until what? Maybe next week?
0: Yeah. So what they say is Memorial Day is like the unofficial real start of summer. No, you're on my mind. We're we're changing it. I'm changing
2: the seasons today. Gotcha. We should change the seasons. And, I, and I'm not, like, saying, like, literally with the sun and the moon. Like, just, like, how we approach what season it is. Yeah. I want to base it on the, the holiday calendar and the sports calendar. This is what anyone, all people think about. Like, in the middle of September, it's fall. Kids are back at school. Yeah, It's football season. It's, yes. But you're telling me it's summer on September 18th? No, it's not. Stop lying to me. It's actually fall. So we're changing the calendar today. So summer starts on Memorial Day and ends on Labor Day. I'm changing summer to that. We start fall the day after Labor Day and we go to Thanksgiving. Winter starts after Thanksgiving and we go to selection Sunday. And then from there it's spring NCAA tournament to Memorial Day. I'm changing the seasons today. I, I don't have a problem okay. with that
3: because as as a former player, like when you get like July, August, like summer's over. Like in the middle of the middle of July, like probably the 18th or 19th. I just go back to training camp. <laughs> and summer's over. And then you got August. August is like the beginning of fall. You got like three weeks left before the weather changes or maybe, something crazy like
2: that. Maybe it's just because of the way my brain is wired with the sporting calendar. You're not the only one. But now but the other part of my life, so I have two kids and my wife's a teacher. So like my my brain revolves around like the school calendar and the sports calendar. They, these seasons we have, we got, Kyle, this, they got to change. These. So
0: I don't think you're crazy and I, I agree with you. I just think it's a little ambitious. You're putting a lot of faith in in people the, the large majority of the population's ability to make this adjustment
3: a wow. lot of people have already done it like right, I, I, I will venture to say most men have done it they just don't share it with their mates <laughs> because let me tell you we as guys think about this for a minute y'all now listen to me we everything evolves around sporting events for the most part mm-hmm. and and things of that nature we know certain dates because we know this is when whatever sports you watch starts. Yeah, yeah.
0: relative to, the, to when the yeah, sports
3: starts. Yeah, and it's like, oh, wow. Because, like, now this is what's going to happen, and we're doing it. Like, your kids are getting ready to get out of school if you have kids. Mm-hmm. You're planning your vacations around the beginning of July, maybe the end of June, because you know when August rolls around, like the middle of July rolls around, football season's coming around, and you don't want anything to be distracting you. Right. You might take one late in the year. You might take one during uh, the preseason, but baby, when the football season starts, your vacation time is going to evolve around those football games for the most part. Yeah, Yeah. our
2: lives do. So – Kyle kind of thinks this might be hard to implement. I actually don't think it would be. No, no. We not. just change the days on the calendar, right? So then, And then everyone just goes by, like, you turn on the radio, oh, it's the first day of summer. It, after a couple of years, people just get used to this yeah, stuff.
3: Yeah, just like that daylight savings exactly. thing. Exactly. So, thing
2: guys, summer started a few weeks ago. It we started on Memorial Day. It will end on Labor Day. That's it. We're changing the
0: calendar.
2: Maybe it's ambitious, but I think we could do this. Well,
0: I'm finishing up my email to the government, and okay. it'll be sent. Let me know how that works out.
2: If we just talk about it, people will just catch on. that's the way I view this. Two one five, five nine two, ninety-four ninety-four. All right, we'll come back, reset the program. Your phone calls. Who failed who? The Sixers fail on Embiid or Embiid fail on the Sixers. And so the Phillies try to go after Paul Goldsmith. The Cardinals might trade him, first baseman, last year's MVP. Phillies are named there as a potential candidate for Paul Goldsmith. And we'll start off the who else but harden wheel plus Stephen, the other day, had an interesting comment as it pertains to Harden's real value on the market right now and how that could affect the Sixers' ability to retain him next season. That's the XNU, 215-592-9494 on Sports Radio 94 WIP.